Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Maths Hysteria, a podcast all about Married at First Sight with me, Omar Abid, and Sarah Clark at Sarah Clark Celebrates on Instagram. Hello. Hello. It's a bit quiet, isn't it? It is. There's no Claire. There's no Claire. She's feeling a bit poorly. Yeah. Give her the week off. As you said, she's sick of our shit. She's sick of our shit. Plus, it was a really depressing episode. So she's probably just having a little cry. <laughs> it was depressing, wasn't it? Every couple was in free fall. Yeah. I think the only ones I can think of who ended on a semi-positive were maybe Matt and Adrienne. Right. But we'll yeah. go through couple by couple. Yeah. It's, it's been coming though, because I've been saying, I think since week one, oh, this commitment ceremony is going to be a bloodbath. And no one's fucking left. Yeah, that's true. Nobody's left. Apart, so apart from the people who've been kicked yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a few people have left. The people have been pushed. <laughs> but there haven't been many people right leave. No. And actually, like, obviously, Terence and Portia left. <laughs> she didn't who, who, who? Exactly. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been a very, like, just samey-samey, everyone's sort of staying put, hasn't it? And then I wonder what's going to happen tonight. The homestays have just been game-changers. They've been horrible. Yeah. Seen a lot of interesting... A variety of homes and <laughs> venues as well. Peggy lives in, like, a Tudor mansion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The other thing with today's episode is that we've not got an interview because we've been doing something very special. We talked to the beautiful Mel Schilling. I just love her. She's got such depth to her and she was giving us some tips on how to spot like coercive control in your relationship or in your friend's relationships. How to... We should say not us personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, it was really interesting and it's a really practical one. It's quite different from what we normally do, but it's like a, it's a standalone special on coercive control and it's really helpful tips. It's very practical. Yeah, it's going to be a special episode which we're going to release this coming Sunday. So we've got an interview with Mel and also with comedian and barrister Chris Keogh who gives us sort of insight into the legal side of 
of uh, cases like that. So hopefully it'll be useful for people. Um, you know, it's not going to be the usual thing of us talking about, oh, isn't this person a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just helpful, isn't it? Because obviously, obviously, like, toxicity in relationships comes up every week. Yes. And we get messages and we have conversations off the mic about how crap it is. And actually, we thought we'll put our money where our mouth is. We'll, we, no money was passed out. <laughs> we'll, put our time, we'll put our time into doing, like, a special so we can, like, go a bit deeper on what is, what is coercive, coercive control and narcissism and that sort of stuff. Yeah, hopefully it'll be it'll be useful. But for now, let's get back to the more depressing. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to start with Thomas and Ross. Oh no, I'm gutted. I am really gutted. I didn't I didn't see it coming. And the thing is, I think we, as always, we're recording this on a on a Tuesday, so it's I believe it's a commitment ceremony tonight. No mm. dinner party. Mm. I think it's done. Done. It feels done. But what if he writes stay? <laughs> <laughs> he could <laughs> he could <laughs> she's basically broken up with him but he could just write stay yeah <laughs> oh I was really sad about it do you understand I, it I sort of do and I don't what I like about Roz is she is brutally honest and you have to respect that in the long term and I think even Thomas respects that in the long term she came back to her regular life she saw her little nibbling her niece or nephew the little baby her sister her, her farm whatever and she just was like it was a sigh of relief to be back in like her home comforts and she just couldn't necessarily see where Thomas would fit. What I don't understand is applying for a show called Married at First Sight <laughs> and saying that you don't have time for a partner. Because yes. she basically was like, oh, he's right down in the bottom of my um, my priorities and that's not right. And it was good that she said that's yes. not right. She recognised that there was something wrong and she's so honest. But where's the room for somebody what, what, I don't understand where I think, the wiggle room is yeah I, I agree about the honesty and that was actually something in the uh, love and hate week that Thomas himself had said he's going to take it back <laughs> retract <laughs> Jesus Christ just fucking lie <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. paper over the cracks it's just he's such a lovely he seems such a lovely guy and they seem to have something that's building and building and building so I worry that she's made a mistake well and I can't understand I can and I can't understand what she's done because she's been honest and that's all you can do. Yeah, she's she's handled it well given the situation she is in. The problem is she's put herself in that situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And <laughs> the reason that's a problem is because she's just come into this far too quickly. If you remember back to the uh, pre-series press releases and all this sort of stuff we got, she was in a long-term relationship that she was then that he split up with her is what I remember. And it was ended quite suddenly I think and unexpectedly. I about that. And then six months later, boom, she's getting married. God, so, it's so she's just got old. some unhealed. I forgot yeah. about that. Okay, so she just needs some time being single then. Yeah, I'm not sure why she's on the show. She needed to go out, shag around, go travelling <laughs> or something. Like, what's you know? Cut her hair, dye her hair, <laughs> yeah. get a tattoo. I know. I that's but that's sort of annoying as a viewer then. You want people on the show who actually are ready. I'm not criticising Roz. I actually really like Roz, and it was really sad to watch. I don't think, given what we've said about Roz, I don't think she's done this for being famous no, or no. this or that. I think she's a very sincere person. Just made me laugh when she was like, animals, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> he like came beneath all human, all, all human, all like worldly animals, and then Thomas. But what I don't understand is like who would it have taken for her to have changed her priorities I don't think there is someone right at this stage she's just not quite ready she's just not ready and by the way I do as uh, 
been married to Claire, I'm very well aware that I come below <laughs> animals. Bake, yeah, bake one, animals. Peggy the dog and the cat. <laughs> I think anyone out there, you don't have animals, do you? I've just got kids. <laughs> <laughs> similar <laughs> no i i could and i couldn't understand it which sounds a stupid thing to say but i i get that feeling of you know once once you've decided something it's very hard to ignore that niggling feeling of discomfort so you could see that she was she'd made she'd had the realization that thomas just wasn't going to fit in her in her life or for whatever reason it wasn't quite right and then obviously the sister picked up on a bit of it because the sister yes. was like oh i'm getting friendship vibes i'm getting brother and sister vibes which is what i said at the beginning it was yeah so uh, they've become more sexual since then so i couldn't quite work out why that wasn't translating definitely the difference between this week and last week was was so stark and it was basically the second she walked through the door of, yeah. the, of the house which she admitted yeah that's the thing you can't dislike Roz because she breaks his heart but she's so honest about it yeah and she does it in such a sweet way where she's like trembling to the camera with her big glistening eyes and yeah. it's like she's an animal it's like she's a little farm animal <laughs> not a farm animal she's like this sweet a little pig. no she's <laughs> like this Disney like kitten or something yeah, with yeah. the big eyes and you're like you can't not like her I just feel for them both because I think it's a missed opportunity and mm-hmm. I think it was going really well and had they given it we always say like, oh give it another week give it another week but I think in a week so much can happen yes that's what's frustrating me you know come away from the homestays they could have had a really good week where they worked out how it might work in the real world or whether he could like animals more <laughs> <laughs> or whether she had time for him in her busy schedule of like mucking out the horses well this is, she was grasping when she was starting to panic about how she was feeling and then she was grasping for other things can, can you see yourself mucking out the, the stables every day it's like well you managed all these years yeah. without him doing that yeah without free labour yeah, yeah she was I'd, looking for things yeah to, but it wasn't anything to do with how he's going to fit into her life he was very agreeable acquiescent to whatever you know to, to trying to make it work fundamental issue is is just she's not ready for a relationship she's not and he handled it really beautifully because he like he was understanding he even said like I'll pack my bags and I'll go. It's like some sad song from the 70s. Um, And he's been very gracious, I think. Yeah, which uh, what we've seen of Thomas, you'd expect. A lesser man could have been like, you've wasted my time and you used me for sex in week three. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, I I I just think it's a shame because I think they're two lovely people who could maybe have something and maybe she yeah like we're just repeating ourselves because maybe she just needs some time on her own i think so is it the biggest like heartbreak for us as viewers that we've seen well it's the only couple i can think of who i think had a real chance in terms of they didn't seem to have ulterior motives of fame they didn't seem to have um lots of jealousy in their relationship or lots of problematic behavior it seemed like they worked through their issues quite like systematically just got over that onto the next thing got over that and they were growing and growing so i feel i feel annoyed because it's like one of the only couples i was invested in Mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely they'd quickly well not quickly after the first few turbulent weeks become everyone's favorites to be honest i literally can't think of another couple that i feel (laughs) particularly invested in what about jj and erica jj and ella jj and erica jj and ella yeah no i just i think thomas and i had everything riding on thomas and ross i think yeah this is it we we said before we started recording that we'd we'd sort of didn't even notice that some of these other couples weren't even in last night's episode because we were so indifferent yeah indifferent to them but thomas and ros and again we'd said previously you you really enjoy watching them they were the series sweethearts weren't they and, and then pcb had said in a tweet 
I can't remember exactly how many weeks ago, but he was going back and forth with someone who was questioning the ability of the experts to match people. And PCB had said, I anticipate we're going to have another maths baby from one of this year's couples. What? Yeah, I didn't say it because I thought it was Thomas and Ross. <laughs> oh <laughs> but, my word, who's it going to be? Yeah. Wow, okay. I'm, I'm, I can't believe that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry you didn't want spoilers, did no, you? No, I don't mind. Like that's only like a like Mystic Meg spoiler because he's just <laughs> predicting something that might not happen. Yeah, that's true. The thing is, it's not over yet. It's not over till it's over, till they both turn over the cards and there's thin leaves. It feels so over, but yeah, let's see what happens tonight. Yeah. If, if they've both used that biro to, to write stay. Oh, yeah. God, you he don't want him to force her into stay. No. He wouldn't do that. He no, wouldn't he wouldn't. That's the thing. He wouldn't do that. I'd be very surprised if he did that. He's he's very gracious. Have you ever done a food challenge? You know, <laughs> no. Especially if you've got a history of having issues with food. <laughs> and I'm a vegetarian. Yeah, that looked horrific. But it did make me laugh because she said something like, now's not the time to try and make me laugh while we're doing the challenge. No, she's been saying to him, sorry, we're talking about Matt and Adrienne. Yeah. <laughs> we should just establish that. Um, she's been saying to him, like, she wants to have more fun. And then I think they were having a real giggle yeah. over the massive stakes. And then she had a mouthful and she's like, now's not the time to make me laugh. Um, yeah, it was quite sweet, wasn't it? Her friends seem, seem nice, unlike, you know, some other friends we've seen this, this yes. series. This I seemed- re- yeah, I really liked her friends because they they could have given her a get out of being like, yeah, you know, because she was saying like, oh, I'm not really sure. They could have easily just gone, yeah, we're not really sure. And that's sort of like the death knoll on a relationship once everybody's like, mm. but they were like, no, give it a chance. Like he seems like a nice guy. And that's what mm-hmm. she needed. She needed that little bit of enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. And then she went into the, what we saw the next scene with a lot more to give. Yeah. And when we saw her with his mum, it was quite sweet to see that side of him. With yeah, again, both both very nice people but I do wonder about how well they're matched he seems very earnest which I know puts you off (laughs) I don't like earnest people I like liars (laughs) no I just yeah there's a sense of there's sometimes a bit of sincerity that gives me the echo a little bit (laughs) which is mean but I don't think it's necessarily Matt as an example but people who are too like showy with their compliment like if I went on a date with someone I mean I'm married so I'm not likely to go on a date with someone but if I did and they were just really heavy on the compliments I'd just be like what's the agenda here yeah and I think a lot of British girls are like that we're not British girls we're not used to that really like showy romance we just want someone to be like you're right love <laughs> what do they say hold the door open for you and smack you on the ass as you walk through <laughs> I've not heard that <laughs> I'm not going to stand by that. That's a horrible thing to say. But no, I think with Matt and Adrienne, there was a hint of them having a little bit more fun. But I think as a viewer, we're like, not sure. Just ultimately not sure if they were I just don't see, see the spark. In this, the same way we saw more life from George when he was out with Adrienne, it, it was the same for her. Yeah. We've just not seen her having that loose kind of... Yeah, and they can't eat a massive steak every time they want to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be dead. <laughs> that was too much. Think about the carbon footprint. <laughs> <laughs> that, it was just too much, too much food. You get meat sweats if you oh, eat. It's horrible. So much, no, it's horrible. Do you think... So commitment ceremony tonight, what do you think they're going to put? I don't know because it was... We were shown them having a better time I think he'll definitely write stay. And I would imagine she might write stay because they've had a slightly better week and she's had the encouragement from her friends. 
and she's met his mum again and his mum seems sweet. I think she just, she had a few little moments of encouragement that might be enough to tip her into stay. Mm-hmm. But she could easily write leave as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then they get into final vows. The final vows won't be successful, I don't think. Because no. I don't think she wants to say like, yes, I'll stay married to this man. Again, we've spoken about this. They feel like these intruder couples, they've come in it's weird on the one hand it seems they came in really early because we were complaining about oh we don't need more couples yet and now we're at the end of the series and I feel like they've not had enough time it's not it doesn't feel enough time to have those ups and downs and like build and get enough like back from the experts on what to Mm -hmm. work on I just think you get a really like short end of the stick if you're one of the intruders yeah coming in late and like being the outsiders and that gelling with the group is always a bit off yeah and a few of the days you spent with someone else's wife or someone else's yeah husband, yeah so you know. true yeah it's like how, how are you meant to like you say go through the ups and downs and actually yeah. build something if you're in for four weeks and one week you're with a couple swap <laughs> you've only like a quarter of your time with somebody else yeah i don't know so we saw arthur and laura sit and have a little chat were they in some weird little hotel room they're in a hotel because he's uh, between places at the moment which right. Claire sort of questioned um, but I said well maybe he's tenancy you know he knows he's going on this show for exactly a- he doesn't need to pay 10 weeks for a flat he's not going to sleep in yeah right. and then he'll just sort out the, you know doesn't even know that he's going to make it to home stays at that don't and tell- as I put on Twitter it's better than the park bench Kwame <laughs> oh my god I'll never get over that <laughs> Um, so we saw them have a chat and he doubled down didn't he a little bit on like he started off trying to be look I'll apologise if you want me to apologise if you want me to apologise every good apology <laughs> if you insist it was like Erica early in the series yeah. like oh, do, you, do you need an apology from me I don't think I owe one really but what I mean what's he meant to do he'd overstepped the mark and I can totally understand why and I probably would have done the same he is in the wrong, but everybody's got their limits. He will give them an apology. They should give him an apology. Everyone knows it's sort of false, but it's for the purposes of just moving on. <laughs> the thing about Arthur, he has such a funny delivery. Yeah. So everything he does, I sort of assume he either means the opposite or has been misconstrued or is having a laugh at someone his own expense. Like, you never take what he says as what he actually means. <laughs> so even when he was saying like, oh, everything he says, everything he says, I'm like, well, what do you actually mean? Mm-hmm. Because his delivery is just so funny and askew and random. And so you can't tell when he's actually angry. You can't tell when he's joking. It makes him very endearing because he's just this funny character. But when he was saying to her, what did he say about, well, they got angry, so I got angry or... It was relevant. She hadn't asked him how he... He felt. Yeah. Yeah, I could see both... Again, I feel like I'm being such a diplomat, but I could see both sides of that because I think Laura is just tired of the fact that... Again, because his delivery is a bit off, Mm -hmm. it does come across rude sometimes. And she does say, you're being rude. But I don't think Arthur means to be rude. No. So she was a bit sick of that. And he was like, well, I shouldn't have to apologise. Well... Well, if I was backed into a corner. But then his behaviour was quite bad, so it's like... Yeah, I was going to say, when you said he doesn't mean to be rude, I think on those occasions with a friend, yeah, he very much did. And again, yes, it's out of order, but I totally understand it. And I sort of think, yeah, there's a time when it's it's reasonable to be a dickhead. If someone's been a dickhead to you. I saw in Laura's eyes that she'd checked out. Yeah. I think that was the end for her. I saw that, and when he came... 
when he came with the flowers and the ransom note <laughs> that letter written in all caps lock pencil oh my word I've never seen anything like it and even Laura you could see her do a double take of like this is this kid is having me on like it makes him seem like such a child mm-hmm. and where she's been criticised for taking on the like maternal role or like the instructor sort of role and being condescending he does very very willingly sort of fit into the kid role yes his behavior is often so funny and so random and so just like bizarre like (laughs) turning up with a handwritten apology letter in caps lock is just so left field (laughs) and just it is (laughs) on like a bit of printer paper and like folded it's just so funny and so you can't take him seriously what i think the reason i think laura's checked out is I don't think she sees him as a serious partner. Yeah. I think she might forgive him for his behaviour or stay, or right stay to continue with the experiment, but I don't think she sees him as a serious life partner. No, there's something not not matching not matching there between them. I think that she's I, gone up to pen and he's still on pencil. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're definitely friends and they must you know must get on and and all that sort of stuff. They've been in it a long time and I don't think they're in it for the wrong reasons to use a you know uh, a maths kind of cliche we've said before i think it was laura i'm sorry not laura claire <laughs> i've forgotten her name or you know our co-host <laughs> claire i think it was claire who said we never really hear about arthur and laura's like romantic intimate side yes and i'm fascinated being a complete pervert i'm just fascinated is there anything there because i can't really think there would be Mm-hmm. I don't see in them that like sexual tension or like stuff goes on behind the scenes where it's bringing them closer and closer and she sees him as that like I said seeing him as a legitimate partner or like equal I think if they were having like this full like sex life behind the scenes you'd see a little bit more that come out in their behavior towards each other yeah but, do you know what I mean that- yeah it feels very friend to me friends but also like still that imbalance of power of her having to teach him how to apologize or ask for an apology or tell him how to conduct himself in public (laughs) i don't know i i I do like arthur i do it's just i i don't think there's anything romantic going on behind the scenes it doesn't feel like there is no i think as well laura to her credit is trying to do something different than she's done historically which i I do respect and we always ask we always like beg them to like we shout at this tv don't we like that's go against your type come on give someone and she is giving him a chance but but no matter how much you try that if it's not working it's not working yeah they're they're not they're not quite well matched i don't think and i think they're both great people separately i just don't really see them working together i mean you wonder how many times the handwritten note is going to work it's worked a lot this series quite a few people have george did it arthur's done it previously rewriting Uh, his vows i think it's just the caps lock it's very intimidating (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) but i'm actually not your friends are knobs okay then paul and tasha they went to leeds first remind me what happened in leeds (laughs) (laughs) they went and met tasha's friend with the baby friend with the baby they went into the park and everything I don't know if it's the way it was edited, but it looked like they were, they were there for about two minutes. And then at the end, they're like, oh, it's been a really nice day seeing you. And I'm like, you've just arrived. I don't think the sun had moved in the sky, like the shadows, <laughs> me trying to read signals. It didn't look like they'd been there very long. And it looked like it was just the producers being like, right, we need to see you with a friend, quickly say hi and then go. I don't know how many like in-depth conversations they had. 
but that friend was said she saw Tasha looking quite happy mm-hmm. and fulfilled. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a different vibe to to meeting Paul's friends. Oh, but dear. they they were quite straight. You're right. They they spent more time at Paul's, didn't they? Because I guess there was just more drama, more going on there. I mean, Paul's friends. What, what do you think? I don't know if you'll be expecting me to say this or not. I thought they were great. Right. Because they did the thing that I think supportive friends maybe should do. And I might be wrong. They they drew attention to something. And then when he said it's a fine, they left it. Mm-hmm. So it was like they were supportive in bringing it up. And then they were supportive in letting it drop. Does that make sense? So yes. I thought they just handled that well. Like they didn't badger him. After he said, oh, it's not an issue. They mm-hmm. were like, well, he can make his own mistakes and they just let it drop. But also not to bring it up at all might have not been that supportive because Definitely. it's good to have that input. Yeah. So they brought it up and then they let it drop. And I actually thought they handled it quite well because then she came back to the table and they were friendly to her and they, they did let it drop. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think you're right. I think it was a good level of probing questions. <laughs> yes, meddling. Yeah. <laughs> level one meddling. <laughs> Getting involved, chucking and then your two it pants in. Yeah. Uh, but, and then when she'd gone, run for your life, bruv. I know. Mm. And it's such a shame because I just think, I, I feel a bit for Tasha. I just, I just think she wants this to work, but she's going about it sort of the wrong way. And well, Paul's think, friends were like, he was, one of his friends was literally waving a flag in the air of like, Paul, <laughs> wasn't he? Like, he was like, he was doing the charade of like, yeah, red yeah. flag, red flag. And Paul, I guess, heard them, but also didn't want to hear. Well, it was it was there right in front of him when he somewhat foolishly called her a little girl. Oh, that was he didn't <laughs> he didn't mean that. Bless no, him. he, he meant, meant stat- small. He meant like shorter person. Yeah, stature. But being called a little girl yeah. is a horrible thing to hear. <laughs> so she obviously turned around and bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he. But the thing about biting like that in a healthy relationship, I guess you'd turn and be like, did you mean to call me a little girl? Yeah. You would have been, no, I meant you're shorter than me. Yeah. And I didn't want to get into an argument with somebody who's like small. Yeah, when you're in each other's space <laughs> yeah. and things like that. But she bit straight away. Yeah. Which was a shame. And then qualified it by going, well, he wanted someone fiery. I know. <laughs> well, do you know what I was saying to Johnny? I have, I, I'd forgotten who Paul's parents were. And seeing them again, I remembered quite how fiery the mum was at the beginning. Paul's right. mum was quite opinionated and strong. And I was like, oh, maybe he is looking for that sort of woman in his life. Mm-hmm. His mum's very, you know, opinionated and strong. And maybe he sees Tasha as sort of that. I'm not being too eatable here of like, you go for, you know, Freudian, <laughs> you go for your mother figure. But, you know, he's used to that strong matriarch maybe uh-huh. and and maybe ta- maybe he doesn't want somebody who's a wallflower and he did say i'm, I'm looking for a fiery woman mm-hmm. little girl <laughs> i'm uh, i'm gonna defend uh oedipus here <laughs> <laughs> because he never sought out to sleep with his mum it was it was circumstance <laughs> okay fair enough <laughs> you apologist <laughs> yeah, oedipus um, apologist <laughs> uh, we no. never meant to be an incest podcast <laughs> Yeah, if, for, for more incest, check out the incest pod <laughs> called Sister Wife. Oh, um, yeah. I understand, though, it was awkward for Tasha because she's going from, we saw in Leeds, she's got her own place, then to going into the parents' house. And you can see Paul just, like, awkward on the on the settee. And he even said, I left as a little boy and I'm coming back as a married man. So, <laughs> there weird. Was, so there was a sense of him being, like, you know when you go back to your, like, family home, whatever, you are sometimes a bit of a kid, like, expecting dinner to be put in front of you or whatever. <laughs> but I could see for her, and, and fair enough, like, she's used to her own space, and I think she felt like this was a step backwards. Mm-hmm. But then to leave 
on the guise of being ill. Was she really ill? Oh, no, I've got... To, to her defence, because okay. I particularly have been a bit, a bit not harsh, I think it's fair what I've said, uh, critical of Tasha. She looked fucking ill. She, she, I don't. I think she was properly ill. Okay. There's other people online saying, "Oh, was she ill?" Like Luke was. I thought Luke was ill as well. <laughs> they, they both look rough, you know. And I, and I totally get. You're in someone else's house. You like being sick. Yeah, you don't want to throw up in someone else's parents' yeah, you, house. We've all been there, but you don't want to do it again. Age twenty-five. Yeah. And aside from just the the sort of physical side of it of being sick and what, whatever else is going on psychologically you want your own space I just want to be fucking left alone yeah so I can totally understand leaving I'm just laughing because if you weren't ill and then you hear Omar say yeah they looked really rough they must have been <laughs> ill you'd be like oh <laughs> bummer <laughs> I was just perfectly fine yeah no let's give her the credit that she was ill but I guess maybe not handled the best way to like rush off and then obviously I felt for the mum and dad because the mum and dad thought they'd done something wrong to make her feel uncomfortable yes but then I guess it was all resolved well you sort of assume what would happen is that you would tell Paul look I'm ill I've got to leave now if it's in the middle of the night don't wait your mum and dad yeah but it seems odd that and Tasha's been in touch with us actually today from based on one of the tweets that I put out saying that she had pass this message on but it seems weird that then it's blown up into this thing that's I know. that's such a what well, so she said she she was she gave the message of tell your mum i'm leaving because i'm ill yeah basically. but it was the middle of the night that's that's kind of what what okay. i interpreted from a message and that's that's fair enough you know you don't want to wake someone up to say wake up i'm going <laughs> <laughs> why? you know but then you would think if that message has been conveyed, why Why then why the next day is, is, you, is your mum so upset about it? I think it's just the way, like, these things can happen in terms of, you know, like the circumstances of these things can happen, being ill or having to leave or miscommunication or whatever, but it's the way you handle it afterwards. Yeah. And it just feels quite unhealthy the way things are handled and brushed over or, like, they escalate too quick to being quite defensive. and In that, in that boxing gym. Yeah. She went, and fair enough, she's ill. You've got a shorter temper anyway. But she went zero to hundred as soon as Paul was like, you know, my mum, my mum feels a bit upset about it. Yeah. It's like, no, it's not his fault, and it's a problem which is going to have to be resolved because, you know, obviously his parents are important, important to him. And actually, the parents were really welcoming when they went to the lunch afterwards. When she brought the flowers, they were like, "You're part of the family now." Yeah. Which, if we compare to Peggy's parents, <laughs> not even letting him as her husband share her room mm-hmm. and making him feel like a complete like <laughs> outsider at least Paul's parents were like you're part of the family yeah it's quite sweet the way they spoke to her yeah I quite like them I mean I know you said that his mum was fiery which is I meant true. in a good way I mean yeah. I meant in a way of like he's been used to having a strong female yeah, yeah. role model and maybe he looks for a strong woman yeah, and as that's, his partner that's totally totally fine uh, but that as soon as the mum heard that Tasha had some some religious faith as yeah. well, then it was like, oh! <laughs> we haven't heard from it again, have yeah, we? Yeah. Oh, it's totally fine now. I'm 100% on board. Yeah. So, yeah, they they all seem like... Uh, Paul's family all seem very nice. And I can understand it is a bit weird to leave in the middle of the night, but it happens. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, these things happen. It's just how it's the message is conveyed back. Or maybe Paul should have done a better job of being the middleman. 
yeah. and saying to his mum like oh Tasha wouldn't have meant anything by it and like mm-hmm. calm his mum down rather than Tasha having to come back with a big bouquet of flowers yeah because then it looks like more than it was yeah yeah because yeah. that's what Johnny was saying to me it was like but now she's come with this big bouquet of flowers it looks like she did do something wrong mm-hmm. whereas if she left being sick and going like oh tell your mum it wasn't about her yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> driving, oh, driving oh. off in the Uber <laughs> yeah. did Paul give the message properly <laughs> Well, I never find fault with Paul because I just really love him. But you know, he has to be responsible for some of it. Yeah, yeah. There's some somewhere. There's been some level of miscommunication, and there's only three group, three parties involved. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, what do you think is going to happen with them? I think I think they'll both say stay, but I think Paul maybe he's starting to have more and more doubts creep in. Yes, because he's had his own run-ins with her and then he's had negative reactions from his friends and then he's had negative reactions from his parents and like it's starting to unravel maybe a little bit because yeah. if, we, if we remember how they were right at the beginning they were like the butter couldn't melt sort yeah. of like gorgeous couple where they were just really into each other well the first few weeks everyone before, in the group loved them before Thomas and Ros took off everyone was loving Paul and Tasha yeah it only went bad when Tasha had her argument with Erica. Yeah. And then we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, since then it's been sort of drama. I think it'll be final vows and then that's going to be interesting. Oh, I'm do you intrigued. Think? I'm yeah, intrigued probably. To what happened, as to what, what might happen there. But I think like going back to what we said at the beginning, there's not that many couples that I feel like really confident in mm-hmm. or invested in where I'd be shocked. Like if nobody came out of this show together, I wouldn't be surprised. Yes. Whereas normally in most series, you've got a couple that you really love and you think, oh, maybe they'll stay together forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe they'll be the next maths baby. No, 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 no. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Last but not least. (laughs) (laughs) George and Peggy. Oh, dear, oh, dear. uh, I've changed my opinion on Peggy's dad, who I enjoyed the uh, up your fucking bollocks you are. Oh, no, I didn't like him from the beginning. Oh, that's true. Actually, uh, dear listener, at the the time when everyone was enjoying um, Peggy's dad's little little outburst, you weren't keen on him, were you? Well, I could tell that he, like, ruled the roost in a bit of an old-school way, and it just gave me a bit of a bad taste in my mouth of, like, I don't know, I feel like... They were basically they were so unwelcoming of George, mm-hmm. and all of the dad's questions were sort of financially led. Yeah, in a very old school, like you must provide for my princess. Yeah, just really just too old fashioned for my liking, and 
just George wasn't made to feel welcome. Not at all. Not, Not at, all. at all. And none of the questions were about like him as a person or his mm-hmm. interests or his family. I mean, obviously we only see what we're shown, but we only saw questions about like, what do you earn? Why aren't, why aren't you good at your jobs? Why aren't you no, doing that, enough? That really annoyed me. When he went, George went through the, the different things he's done work-wise and the dad, Jimmy, was like, oh, you mustn't have been very good at any of them. I know, like, and I think uh, he was trying to be funny, but like it wasn't very funny. And then, I mean, credit to George because he actually had a bit of a thing to come back with, which was like, I wanted to have an active income, a passive income and a hobby that earned me money. So he had a good response. Yeah. But it was like... Again, I've talked about Peggy being quite black and white in what she wants, and her parents are really black and white. Yeah. In yeah. like, this isn't good enough. He doesn't. He doesn't have a nine to five, or I don't know. It just it felt so unfriendly and unwelcoming the yeah. way he was like put in like the spare room, and because I understand traditional families where you might not want to let the boyfriend or girlfriend share a room, absolutely fine. But they are supposed to be married. As George pointed out, he said, what's the What's the, the difference? And he put his ring up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was quite clever. I think the whole thing about, oh, he's got to be a grafter, he's got to be a grafter. Like, he's essentially trying to do his own kind of business, the, mm. the Twitch thing. And, and, you know, everyone can mock it or whatever. And I don't know how successful he is at it. And it's a crowded market and all that sort of stuff. But you do have to put the work in to make that work that's why it's important for him to be Wednesdays and Fridays (laughs) Monday, Wednesday, Friday that's like you can't have it both ways oh he has to be a grafter well he wants to graft on a Friday no he has to come for a drink with me and mum (laughs) yeah so I didn't really realise George has had a bit of an interesting past of he's been like a semi-professional rugby player right and then done some modelling and all that I wasn't expecting yeah the modelling was was (laughs) unexpected (laughs) not to be not to be cruel to him but what was he what was he modelling and then I think so I think with our generation millennials and then Gen Z's as well we're a bit more I think the term is like multi-hyphenated jobs where we're like I'm a barista but I also have a blog but I also have I do this on the side and I I do charity work so people are used to having lots of different jobs and and there's no shame in moving from thing to thing until you find what you enjoy whereas I think the generation above and like Peggy's parents are like looking for that traditional is he a banker, a lawyer, a doctor, or, or a yeah, pilot. Yeah. And it's like, only those will do. Yeah. And he has to have these set hours and, and have a salaried... You're going to do that until you're 65. Yeah, and, and then, then get your golden watch and be happy. <laughs> so it's like, I just think our generation are used to people trying different things and having like jobs that are maybe linked to social media or linked to having your own website or having your own small business. And so we wouldn't necessarily turn our nose up at somebody saying that they're trying to find that passive active income. Mm -hmm. Whereas Peggy's parents were just wanting him to be so, I guess I've said it before, like that cookie cutter guy. Mm -hmm. Just really felt for him. Yeah. He was so unwelcoming. He was having to sleep. And close-minded. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I understand. It's his, I agree. It's it's Jimmy's house, his, his rules. Fair enough. But then to put him like... 12 rooms away or something like that. That felt quite staged. This one? No. This one? No. (laughs) Past a series of squeaky floorboards. It also suggests, like, you don't trust George. Oh, completely. You you know, you could put him in the room next door. Did you notice the weird uh, boots that George was wearing? Did you notice the mannequin? Yeah, I was going to bring that. (laughs) It was like the um, uh, Fiona's chamber in Trek. I think, yes. I think I've realised what annoyed me is I 
think Peggy's parents sort of infantilize her a little bit. Oh, God, totally. Yeah, so I think that's what gives me the ick of, like, she's a grown woman, she's in her 30s, she can decide for herself whether she wants to share a room, she can decide... I understand it's their house, but, like, she's saying she's a married woman, Mm -hmm. for all intents and purposes, and they're telling her she can't share a room, or they're telling her she can't be with this guy because they don't approve, or there's that pressure, even if they don't say it explicitly, there's that pressure. And it's treating her as just this, like little princess who has to be protected from the big wide world it's like let her make her own decisions but she also doesn't want that autonomy no because one of the key things she said was like oh i've been listening to people from from uh, the experiment and they don't like it i've been listening to now you guys don't like it why don't you decide for yourself yeah yeah she doesn't want that responsibility of making the decision. And I get that to an extent because, you know, when we make romantic choices and they go wrong, we'd rather blame somebody else. <laughs> than we'd be like, my friends told me to go out with him or my friends told me not to or my mum never liked him or whatever. But yeah, I think she's obviously got... She had a guttural reaction to George, which hasn't been good. Mm-hmm. So what's she still doing here? And then her parents were never going to approve of him because she even... She presents him in a negative way. <laughs> so even when they were having their cups of tea... It wasn't, she could have sung his praises and said, George has been so caring through this experiment. George has done X, George has done Y, or he's, he's been a semi-professional rugby player, he's really into his sport, or he has a house in the south of France. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I nearly spat. But, but the way she presented him, and I wish I could remember what she said, but it was something negative mm-hmm. in front of her parents. And it was almost like that defensive thing of saying it before they say it. So she was like, yeah, I haven't liked that he doesn't earn money, or I haven't liked that he... Do you yeah, remember? Yeah, it, it was something about like about what his goals are. I can't quite remember. Yeah, it was something about his his like get up and go. But if you choose to sit in that situation looking for approval and present the person in a negative way, you're not going to get approval. So it's like self defeating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wonder who could have gone in there realistically to, to fit that image that they have. I think it's so idealized and so old fashioned. Yeah, and. Th- you know, I'm sure the response will be, well, there's nothing wrong with people. We had sort of had this discussion with Portia about, like, what's wrong with some, wanting someone to look after you. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it, but the pool of people you're, <laughs> you're going to be selecting from is so tiny. Yeah, and it's give and take, because if you have somebody looking after you financially, maybe you give something more emotionally or support. Like, there's different things, but I think Georges is not being treated as a full human being (laughs) he's just being treated as like a vessel for finances (laughs) or like ambition so nobody around that table was asking him about what he actually enjoys or where he comes from or anything like that he was Mm -hmm. it was just like are you a grafter are you a grafter and then he said he was but they didn't accept the answer yeah and then when peggy was talking to her mum in the bed the mum was just calling him lazy and they don't know anything about him. It just felt yeah. it felt like a lazy assumption to call him lazy. Yeah. I guarantee if if George was making thousands of pounds a week from his Twitch, then they would say, Oh, he's working smart, not hard. But it's what you've said before. They don't like the the thing itself. They yeah. don't like the hobby or side hustle, whatever you want to call it. They don't like the thing itself. It's distasteful to them. Yeah. So I think even if he was making a lot of money from it, they might still struggle. I don't know. Because it doesn't seem solid enough, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's not like a salaried role. But then, <laughs> and then the mum was like... I can't remember if it was Peggy who said it or the mum about the mum having a really good sense of... My mum's never been wrong or... Oh, God. And I was like, God. she's definitely been wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Claire she's made said one this. huge error. <laughs> Claire said this. She's been right about all the others. Has she? Yeah. Have you let a lot of, like, good guys yeah. slip through the net because of this weird 
thing that they have to set a parameters they have to fit within i understand like wanting the approval of your family obviously that's like a natural and healthy thing obviously there's a limit to it you don't want to just be dictated to but it's just the way they treated him it just, <laughs> yeah it just wasn't very nice they all like so George getting in a taxi as well. Yeah. Packing up his M&S loungewear. He had, so George went early. Thomas went early. Yeah. Arthur and Laura, they, they were... Hanging on by a thread. Yeah. Well, they were they spent a fair bit of their time apart. Not apart, yeah. Tasha left in the middle of the night sick. There was a lot of, like, free fall. <laughs> That's how I would describe this, this episode. Everything that you thought was going somewhere was unravelling. Everybody, everything that you thought was going to unravel was unraveling <laughs> whether you liked it or not we're down to the spindle yeah literally <laughs> what's left what are we holding on to with our like well we've done it with to... the other couples what do you think of tonight with Peggy and George stay or leave I, I feel like it's going to be leave I, yeah I've not really put that much thought into it but I think it's going to be leave on has both. he had enough I think he might have had enough now. Because I would res- respect him for writing leave at this point. Well, he said at this point, there's no more I can I can do. And I think that's true. I think he's done everything he can. I mean, God, the whole the whole wedding day seems so long ago now. Mm. And since then, it's been everyone. It's virtually unanimous in support of George about he's tried. He has definitely tried. But what has Peggy done? What has Peggy done to, to like encourage him? Or, you know, like something... We didn't mention with Arthur and Laura, like the difference is when people were criticising Laura, Arthur stepped up mm. and defended her. Mm. And she, I don't feel she's particularly done that done that for him. At no point in their conversation did she say, my friends are out of order as well. I'm going to talk to them, don't worry. Yeah. But you need to apologise also. It's the same with Peggy and George. When, when's Peggy ever stepped up for, for George? She she's- just feels pissed off that everyone else doesn't like him. And she sort of offers him up as a sacrifice, like I was saying when they were sat round with her parents. She got ahead of the, she got ahead of it <laughs> and offered him up as a sacrifice of like this is where he's going wrong. And she did the same when she had her mum and sister round, and she said, "Oh, he likes rimming." <laughs> there was no need for that, and it was like setting him. I feel like in social situations or situations with her family, she's got ahead and painted him in a bad light. Yeah, from yeah. the start lower your expectations yeah, everyone as if to say like oh I'm not too attached to this guy look what he does he's not I don't know it's just a shame I hope George writes leave because I think it's the right thing they're not they're, he's never going to make them happy no no <laughs> never <laughs> I mean I wouldn't unless he shaves like shaves his beard off and just has a little moustache and changes his name and wears a funny hat and comes back and is like my name's Donald. <laughs> I work in a bank. And they're like, oh, he works in a bank, Jimmy. Yeah. Like, and then he could just pretend yeah. it was someone else. Oh, he, he's got a, he drives a Rover. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tonight is the final commitment ceremony. So we didn't have a dinner party. We're just going straight to commitment ceremony. Yes, but... But? But... <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm scared. What is it? <laughs> Tomorrow's final dates. Oh, yeah. And then it's final dinner party on Thursday oh okay which is weird that's the wrong way round it seems like the wrong way round but I've just consulted the radio okay. times <laughs> <laughs> so someone's lying <laughs> okay so it's a commit. we know it's a commitment ceremony tonight basically yeah okay and we'll see who says stay and leave I don't I, I, I know I've like said it's going to be a heavy one tonight doesn't feel like a is. fun one well if, if 
Thomas and Roz go, which I think is what we think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. George and Peggy might go. Mm. Who are we left with? Yeah. The final dinner party, they're just going to bring everyone. <laughs> oh no, that'll be reunion dinner party, they bring yeah, everyone back. Yes. God. <laughs> oh, I hope this episode hasn't been too depressing to listen to because it was just. Just all these people just dragging these lifeless relationships across the finish line. If you want cheering up, listen to the coercive control special. (laughs) Available Sunday. I'm dying. Right, so uh, we'll see you again on Friday, hopefully in a slightly brighter mood, depending on what happens, I don't know. We'll see. It might just be you by yourself <laughs> in Clack. <laughs> we'll have had enough. <laughs> but until Friday, um, it's goodbye from me, Omar Abid. Goodbye from me, Sarah Clark. If you do have any feedback for the podcast, feel free to send us a handwritten note, all block capitals, <laughs> so we so we really get the message. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what you hate about us. <laughs> What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.